love tribe welcome to heartland podcast i'm your host lindsay christian and i help others love and discover themselves to reach their highest potential and today we're talking all about the five love languages as well as fear language awesome and i will be covering everything from what the five love languages are how you can show those love languages to others how you can identify what your love language is, and how you can utilize these love languages with your friendships as well as with yourself. So it's all very interesting, and I'm also going to share my view on it as well. So the five love languages has been around for quite a bit of time. It's a whole book that's called the five love languages. You can definitely go online and type it in and it'll tell you everything you need to know. But I just wanted to go in a little deeper on this because I think it is important, especially understanding how you show love and how you want to receive love. If you don't know what your love language is, or if you're not aware of what your love language is, it can be difficult to articulate that and communicate that to your partner. And then they're wondering why you're not getting any kind of progress in the relationship or why certain things trigger you or don't activate love. So I think it's very important to be aware of your love languages. So the five love languages are words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving or giving gifts. So for me, I've taken this quiz a couple of times as well as reflecting back on my previous relationships and just what I like and what makes me feel that lovey-dovey vibe. And quite honestly, if I'm just being straightforward with you, all of the love languages are my love language, (laughs) especially if it's someone that I'm really, really into. I want to experience the wholeness of love with them. I don't want to separate any portion of that, but I do get there are some things that are on a higher priority or a higher scale than others. So when I think of my previous or past relationships, what's been most important to me has been quality time and physical touch. I'm a little bit weird about the whole gift giving thing because I'm also this type of person that understands a lot about energy and how, you know, things have energy towards it. And the person that's given you this gift holds energy. And let's say you break up and now you've got all these things laying around that are from that person. And then you're constantly reminded of, and I end up giving it away or tossing it out or whatever. And I don't want to have to do that. So for me, I'm like, in the moment, Getting the gift is nice, but I know how I think in the long run. I'm like, don't give me any gifts. I'm good because if it doesn't work out, I got through all this stuff away and I really don't want to do that. But without that in mind, I do enjoy receiving gifts, especially if it's from someone that I love. We're in this deep, committed relationship and we don't intend to break up. It is really nice just to have a special gift from them that they're showing their token of appreciation. And ironically, that's how I give love a lot of times is through giving gifts and giving thoughtful gifts and thinking about what that person needs or wants and I'll go and get it or whatever. When it comes to physical touch, I didn't think I was so needy for touch. (laughs) I didn't think so. But then reflecting back on it, I realized, yeah, it's actually very important to me, especially when I'm 
interested in the person. If I'm not interested, then it's like, no, please don't touch me. Please back up. But if I'm really into the person and it's a strong relationship and there's that chemistry, oh yeah, definitely, for sure, 100% of the time. Acts of service for me, it doesn't make me feel loved, but it makes me feel appreciated. And I guess that's another form of love. And it really does mean a lot to me when I see others go out of their way and it's like, wow, like you really care. Okay. I mean, I feel like this other stuff, as far as like saying nice things and having that physical touch and all of that stuff, I mean, that's great, but anybody can do that. And with physical touch, it's almost like a reciprocal action. So you're touching someone, you're touching them. So you're feeling something from that. So it's like, well, I mean, that's not that difficult, I don't think, to exhibit that, especially if that's also your love language. But acts of service, that's something that is unselfish, that you know, you're not getting anything out of it, but to see the other person happy. And for that, I can't let that go by the wayside. Like I can't let that be dismissed, you know? So it is, it is really important. It's appreciated. I love it. But do I feel like, I feel so loved? Uh, no, not really. But I do really, really appreciate it. It does wow me quite a bit. It does impress me. So I don't know. I'm a little iffy on that one. Quality time is very important because here's the thing with quality time, you're building those moments, you're building those experiences together, and you are creating memories. Quality time for me gives me those gifts later in the future. When I'm not with you, I have something to just reminisce on and just go back to that moment and relive it and be in that feeling of love again. And uh, so yeah, quality time is very important to me because I feel like that's life. And real quality time, a lot of people confuse it with like, oh, we're just in the same room. That is not enough for me. Like if you're just sitting there, but your brain and your mind is somewhere else, you're not with me. So it's a matter of doing something together and engaging and having that focused conversation is really meaningful to me. It's very important. The words of affirmation, I have found lately, especially during this pandemic, that that means a lot to me. Whenever I feel like someone's very encouraging or they're just speaking life towards me and being positive and not just the generic, yeah, have a good day, you're great, you're awesome, like generic words, but real meaningful words that you know they took time and thought to put in to say and to communicate that. And sometimes it takes a huge level of pride to be put aside to be able to communicate your true feelings and what you like and feel for that person and to uplift them. That is so meaningful to me because those words stay in my mind. So that's why I said, I mean, how can you pick one? These are just everything to me especially if I'm in a relationship, uh-uh, we're doing all of this, okay? So the thing about love languages is that in the beginning of every relationship, when you're starting to meet someone, you exhibit all of these love languages. You're doing all of it subconsciously. You don't realize you're doing it, but you're so into the person that you're just wanting just to experience life with them. So you're going to pull out all the goodness that's there, all the lovey-dovey and most of the time, 
you don't know which one is going to really hit. You don't know which one is really going to make that spark with the other person. But one of those things will, whether it's a moment in time, whether it's a way that you touch them, that just activates them feeling that love with you. But they may not communicate that. So it takes a matter of observation over time because you might fall short in doing some of these things. You might start getting a little slack and not keeping this up all of the time, especially when life happens. I get it. So it's important just to be aware of all of these things. So let's get into this. I shared my little spiel on myself and maybe that resonates with you, just me sharing how I've experienced it. And so now I just want to go into it with a more unbiased approach. Okay, so the first one is words of affirmation. What does that mean? What does that look like? Words of affirmation means that you really go in with the communication. The communication is very important, but it's not just communication. It's how you're communicating and communicating lovingly and sharing true, genuine encouragement. Also, just expression with words. It can still be a love letter, a card, a note, anything that's expressing those words to that other person to show them that you care, to show them that you love them, to show them how much you love them, and to express that with words, whether it's written or it's said, even through a text or a voice message or a phone call or an email, all of it is a part of the words of affirmation. I think In my opinion, I'm not a therapist or a psychologist or anything like that. I do feel, in my opinion, the love language that means the most to you is something that you felt you were missing as a child. And the way that you express your love language, the way that you give your love language to others and to share that is how you've received love as a child. Does that make sense? That's just my observation. I could be totally wrong on that, but that's what I feel. Because typically in life, the thing that we're constantly trying to fill a void in is what we've been missing. The thing that drives us, the thing that pushes us in life, the thing that we're always seeking and going after, and the thing that drives our ambition that we don't quit on is what we feel we've missed out on earlier in life. And so that's why I feel like maybe one of these things is more important to you than the other. The next love language is quality time. So this means uninterrupted conversations, uninterrupted time together, completely focused, completely surrounded with that person's energy. Just sitting in the other room is not going to cut it. If you're out with a group of friends and both people are there, that does not cut it. That's not enough. It's like you might as well be in two different spaces. But to be together and to be focused on one another and to be completely immersed in each other's energy, to do quality things together, such as hobbies together and traveling together and exploring together and all of these things, that is really going to be your best way of spending that quality time. So for you, is quality time important? Or are you one of those people that's like, I mean, I really can back up. Like, I don't need you in my face like that. Like, can you back up a little bit? I'm just trying to live It's great. I love you. Please go sit down. (laughs) Some people, it's like that. It just depends. The next love language is going to be the acts of service. 
So this means just going out of your way for the other person or the other person's going out of their way for you. They're running errands for you. They see that you're struggling a little bit and they want to help you out. They want to see that smile on your face by just helping, by being there, by being dependable, by saying, let me help you with this and not waiting for the other person to ask, can you help me? But just stepping up to the plate and just saying, I'm saying that you're struggling. I don't even need you to tell me that you need all of this. I'm just going to help. Just tell me how you want me to help and I will help you out. Now, for some people, it's like, no, I'm good. Like they might be a little bit controlling where you want the outcome to come out a certain way. And I get that sometimes it's like, you just made it double work for me. I appreciate it. But now, you know, you cleaned, but now I don't know where everything is or you moved all this stuff around. Now I got to pull it back out. And, you know, so it all depends. It's all about having that communication to say what you don't mind not being in control over and to allow someone to help you. I think it is important to allow for others to help you just because when you try to do everything on your own, you'll make very slow progress. There's only but so much we can really do with the time and the energy that we're given. So I think it's good to just be able to sit back and allow for someone to help you when they can. But I also don't think it should be too demanding of that because it takes a lot of time and energy, right? And that's important, of course, in love. But that person has their own responsibilities too. So how can we keep it balanced to where the person's not overgiving of their time with trying to help you with certain things? Is it just when you've had a bad day, when you're feeling down, or when you're completely covered in tasks and you don't know how you're going to get everything done? Is it in those moments that we're welcoming those acts of service or is it all the time? I don't know. The next love language is going to be physical touch. So with physical touch, this involves doing massages and that deep intimate time together and pats on the back and hugs and touching the arm, touching the hair, just touching It doesn't always have to be something sexual. It just is being in that presence and holding that other person, letting them know that you're close, you're with them, you're together. And I think that's important. I think that is important because it really builds that intimate bond. When we're born, it's so important that we have that skin-to-skin contact with our mother and our parents when we're first born. That is extremely important. And it sets the tone for the rest of their life. So when that child is born and they're building that bond with the mother, they're building that closeness, physical touch is the first way we receive love. You know, a baby can be born and you can speak all of these words of affirmation, but that baby doesn't know what you're saying. The baby has no clue of anything. It takes time for the words of affirmation to become important and to develop the meanings to things and associations to things. And then with the acts of service, in a way, we do receive that first as well because it's like we're being cared for, we're being nurtured because we're not able to nurture ourselves just yet. 
and gift giving when we're first born. We don't know what a gift is, just the gift of life, I guess. <laughs> so that physical touch and spending that time bonding is extremely important to all beings. So I can see why it's important for me. Now, I don't know if this falls into this. It can but I also think that with love languages, there's a lot of stuff missing. There's a lot of other things out there that really makes me feel loved that's not on this list. Like how do you categorize protection, like feeling protected? Maybe that is a form of physical touch, like making sure that that person holds you close to them in unsafe situations or making sure that they're, you know, guarding you or whatever. I don't know. Let me know what you think. And the last love language that we have is giving gifts. Obviously, these are going to be more thoughtful gifts, not just any old gifts. These are not going to do. If your love language is receiving gifts, then these gifts have to meet a standard. Okay, they've got to be meaningful. You've got to put thought into it. Just giving me a gift card is not going to do it. Okay, just giving me something generic, not going to do it. People that love receiving gifts, they want something that's thoughtful, that's custom, that is sentimental, that is useful, that is like, wow, you listened to what I had to say. You remembered what I told you. You remembered that I have a love for X, Y, and Z, or you remembered my favorite color and you got this. Like that just whew, makes you feel so loved and appreciated. And so... With that, you want to send gifts, you know, even just because it doesn't have to be a special occasion. It doesn't have to be a birthday or a holiday or anything like that. But just as a token of appreciation is a way that you will give gifts in that love language. So which one resonates with you the most? Is it receiving those gifts and receiving little special things here and there? Does that make you feel more loved? Is it going to be that physical touch and having that person just hold your hand, cuddling with you out of nowhere and just showing how much they desire you? Is it going to be acts of service, them helping you out in times of need? Is it going to be that quality time where you're just embracing the experience of being in each other's presence? Or is it going to be words of affirmation and hearing those positive words and encouragement and love and kindness from one another? So I want you to think about that for a little bit and we'll be right back after this message. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive help supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome back. And we are going to wrap up talking about love languages and then also we'll follow up with the fear languages, which is coming up very soon. So we covered everything about the love languages. And now I just want to go over how you can express these love languages with your friends and with yourself. I think it is really important to realize 
that if we are feeling out of alignment with ourselves, that there's some love language that we are lacking to express towards ourselves in order to feel 100%. Because love is really our battery juice, right? Love, when we feel love, that is what charges us. That is what makes us feel good and positive. So what do you do when you don't have a partner? or when you don't have other people around you, and you're not surrounded by family, you're not surrounded with friends, how do you still feel that love and connection? And we have to do that with ourselves. So when it comes to that self-love, those five languages still apply. It's not going to be one thing over the other. There might be a favorite one or your go-to love language by default, but all of these things are still very important in order for you to really feel your very best when you're alone. So when it comes to that physical touch, you might be thinking, okay, am I just supposed to hug myself all day? This really means being in touch with your body, doing that body movement, practicing skin care, caring for your skin, loving your skin. And I realized over time and just even just now thinking about it, when you do anything that is self-harm or even picking at your skin or destroying some portion of yourself, that is that form of self-hate or self-sabotage towards your body, towards your physical. So just imagine another person doing those things to you, whatever it is, whether it's harming yourself or feeding yourself with really bad food or not nourishing your body or not touching you in the right way, you can feel really unloved. It feels like very offensive, but how come we don't feel offended when we do it to ourselves? And so it's really important to take that into consideration. So skincare, loving your skin, nourishing your skin, massages, schedule a massage, get a massage or get one of those little electronic devices that help with massaging those muscles or get one of those massaging rolling mats that you just kind of roll your back on and that helps to alleviate those pressure points. Taking a love bath. Now, some of you may have never heard of a love bath before. And what a love bath is, is that you Fill up your tub with nice hot water and you just put some nice oils in there, some essential oils. You can put some nice loving bath salt in there. You can put some rose petals in there. You can light a candle. You can play some nice music that's very relaxing. You just sit in that bath and just relax and just enjoy that time with yourself. Also dancing. Dancing is a really good one. So then the next love language is going to be acts of service. Now this, what does this look like towards yourself? Going to therapy, knowing that your mental health needs attention. So going to therapy and putting that pride aside and just having someone to speak to. Cleaning, making sure your home is clean, your environment is clean, that you're setting yourself up for the best well-being, best situation organizing things, making life easier on yourself. These are not things that necessarily feel good to do, or maybe they do, but when they're done, you feel so good and you can thank yourself for it. Another form of showing yourself love is going to be giving yourself gifts, 
investing in yourself, buy yourself a favorite outfit, buy yourself something that you've been wanting to get for a long time, treating yourself, enjoying a really good meal, enjoying your favorite food, just being intentional about spending any time or money on yourself. Get something that you love, that you appreciate, that makes you feel more like you. The next way to show that love towards yourself is going to be quality time. Meditating, praying, reading, relaxing, even going out alone or taking a solo trip somewhere. I would do this where I would just go hiking. I would just go out to the mountains. I would just go hiking by myself. And sometimes I would meet people along the way. But just being with myself and just enjoying my own time, just I I really valued that. So it's important to get that time with yourself. And then, of course, last but not least, it's going to be words of affirmation towards yourself. Even setting new affirmations. I am worthy. I am loved. I am wealthy. I am cared for. I am beautiful. Whatever those words of affirmations are. Having that positive self-talk with yourself. We have our inner critic. We have our parental voices. We have all of these things that constantly come up that make us feel unloved. So it's important to take time to be gentle with yourself, speak kindly to yourself, journal and write out those daily affirmations and write out positive words. Put positive words out throughout your room or throughout your environment to remind yourself to stay in a positive mindset. So those are some ways to show yourself your own love languages. And how can these translate over towards your friends? So this can be tricky sometimes because you might think that there's all these barriers or boundaries when it comes to friendships because it's not something that's romantic or it's not with yourself. So you don't want to cross any, you know, lines or anything when it comes with friends. And I totally understand that. But... With all relationships, friendships, non-friendships, platonic friends, showing that love is still extremely important. And when you're building those bonds together and you're loving and acknowledging those other beings and people and souls that are part of your life, it is important to show them love. So how can you show them love with words of affirmation? This just looks like sending them that morning text an encouragement text. Hey, I hope you have a wonderful day. And I just wanted to remind you that I appreciate our friendship. And I think you're a really great person. Or you can send them a card or you can send them just anything that encourages their day. And then with quality time, you can do tons of things together. You can travel together. You can go see a movie together. You can just spend that quality time and be in each other's presence, go out to lunch, grab a lunch together, go walking together, work out together. So many different things you could be doing. I think that's probably the easiest one, right? And gifts. So this can look like just sending A gift that's their favorite thing that they like or their favorite food or something that's their favorite color. Or you can get something that's matching, like a matching set of jewelry or matching pajamas or I don't know, anything that it shows that there's that union that's there. And then when it comes to acts of service, this just looks like calling that person up or noticing that they're super busy and just asking, hey, you know, I have a little bit of free time and I see that you have a lot going on. Is there anything I can help you with? Or if you know that they have goals or a business that they're working on, 
you know, ask, is there any little tasks that, you know, you know how to do well that you can assist them with? Or offer to send someone their way that can help them. Just really being useful and helpful with your friendships. And then, of course, with physical, this is the part that might get a little bit of the boundary thing. And this also depends if you're male or female. I know there's this is it's different when it comes to those energies. But this just looks like just being close to one another and platonic kisses, cheek kisses and working out together, dancing together, playing sports together, just enjoying that company together and that closeness. So there's just so many things you can do. And the sky is the limit when it comes to your romantic partner, because there's obviously more intimacy there. There's more vulnerability. So just enjoy all of what you want to do with your partner. I think it's absolutely beautiful to express love these ways. So now that we've covered what the five love languages are, how to express love language with yourself, how to express love language with your friends, and also I believe I've covered just some ways in general how to spend that love language with your spouse or partner. And so when it comes to this, we have to keep in mind the opposite of it, which is going to be fear. So the opposite of love is not hate, it's fear. It's important to be aware of this because that's when we know that we're falling into fear. And if we're aware of those fears, we know we have a fear response. We do something out of that fear, just like we do something out of the love, but we do something out of the fear that's going to warrant some type of response whenever those fears are activated. And so it's important to be aware of this. So that way, when you're communicating with your partner, you can say why something bothers you or how it bothers you or how it affects you. And the other person may not have that same fear or it may not be as strong as yours. So the easiest way to figure this out is really going to be kind of the opposites of what your love language is. So let's say your love language is going to be words of affirmation. Well, then that fear is going to start coming up that fear language to you sounds like lack of love when there's lack of communication or when someone uses harsh words towards you. For some, when it comes to harsh words, it doesn't mean a whole lot. It's like, oh, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. It's like, okay, yeah, that wasn't nice to say, but I don't feel unloved, you know? So let's say you might feel some verbal abuse, some harsh words. Maybe this came up when you were a child where you had a verbally abusive parent or someone that just said a lot of insults and it feels unloving, right? So those are some things that may come up and may trigger you into feeling unloved. So even if the person's not communicating with you as much or they give you the silent treatment or they don't respond to what you have to say, or they give very unenthusiastic responses, or they don't reciprocate what you're saying on that same level, you can begin to feel unloved. It doesn't mean that's the actual truth that that person doesn't love you, but it makes you feel unloved. So it's important to be aware of that. So you can say, okay, this is I don't like this because it's triggering one of my fears and how can we get better at it? And also to be open to that other person's fear languages too. Like we have to keep this in mind whenever that other person can share with us or communicate with us what their love language is. It makes things easier because it's like, okay, 
That's not my love language, but I see that that's important to you. So I'm going to be more intentional and implement the best way I can and put an effort the way I can to show you love how I know you like to receive love. So the next fear language is going to be neglect or feeling used or lack of follow through. And that's going to really relate to those that like quality time. So if you cherish quality time, if if quality time is really important to you, then when you don't feel that quality time, you might start to feel neglected. Or maybe you dealt with neglect as a child. So whenever you feel like that person's pulling away or they're not around you enough or they just don't have time for you or maybe they're really busy with work, you can start to feel those feelings of fear. And maybe you're overly giving or you're doing a lot and they're not reciprocating that that can make you feel used or it can make you feel the fear of not having someone that you can depend on. If they don't follow through with the things they say, this can also make you feel unloved. So if they say, yeah, yeah, we'll do this. We'll spend time together. And then they just ghost or they don't acknowledge that they said they were going to do that or that something comes up and they're not able to do it. You're going to feel that fear even bigger if this is something that maybe you dealt with as a child. Maybe growing up, you had a parent that gave a lot of false hope. And so whenever those moments come up, you feel that feeling again. If you value acts of service, then any time that you feel unappreciated or feel dismissed or forgotten, those feelings of fear will come up. Let's say you normally do X, Y, and Z for another person, or you cook for them, or you clean or whatever, and that other person doesn't do anything back. They don't show any type of, let me help you out. Or let's say this is my favorite. You're like walking in the house, right? You've got like 500 bags of groceries. I hope you don't have 500 bags of groceries. That's a lot of groceries. Let's say you have 10 bags of groceries. They're really heavy and you're trying to get in the house and you're struggling. You're like, oh, I'm trying to get in here. And then the partner that you have is just sitting there, just sitting there as you're trying to get in the house and they don't help ah, that drives me bananas. (laughs) It doesn't make me feel unloved. It's just annoying. But to someone that has that fear of being unappreciated or forgotten or dismissed in some way, that's going to really bother them. They might shut down. They might respond by yelling or anything like that. And that's how we express our fear, by the way, shutting down or yelling lashing out, all of that. And so let's say that your love language that resonates with you is going to be physical touch. If physical touch is important to you, then a fear that might come up is going to be rejection or harsh touch, physical abuse. So if anybody's not touching you appropriately, if they're putting their hands on you in a negative way or a harmful way or something that feels unsafe, you can immediately going to a feeling of fear. Absolutely. Typically, we that's pretty across the board where people don't like to feel any kind of painful touch or physical abuse. Some people, they like it. But to others, most people, they don't like feeling any of that type of negative energy with touch. 
I think that is very intrusive when someone takes it upon themselves to make you feel unsafe physically. And then last but not least, let's say that your love language is receiving gifts. So then your fear is going to be lack of acknowledgement or feeling abandoned. If somebody is not acknowledging you or you feel abandoned, those feelings of fear may come up. If they don't ever give you any gifts, they don't ever show their love towards you in any kind of physical form, you might start to feel like you're not acknowledged, like you're not seen or that you're abandoned. They didn't think of you. You don't feel important. You don't feel enough. And it will make you feel fearful. So while having those love languages, like, oh yeah, these are my love languages, we have to keep in mind that we have those fear languages too. And sometimes those fear languages feel a lot stronger than the love languages. Because here's the thing, love is this energy. It's an energy that's very high on this vibrational scale. So anytime you start bringing fear into it, you're out of that love energy. You can't feel fear and feel love at the same time. Just like you can't complain and be grateful at the same time. There are two different levels of energy. So when you're feeling fear, you're dropping to a lower level and it feels uncomfortable. So it's important to keep in mind that let me really think about what makes me feel unloved. And there may be other things that I didn't say that you know, didn't resonate with you or does resonate with you. There may be other things that makes you feel fear in relationships. And I don't want you to focus so heavily on it that that, you know, stunts you in any kind of way. But just to acknowledge it just for the fact of being able to communicate it to your partners or even to yourself whenever you recognize yourself coming out of a love energy or to your friends or anything. I know it's tough because it means you have to put a level of pride down. You have to drop those walls. You have to be vulnerable enough to say, I have fear. Sometimes we're so afraid just to say we have fear, to say we're feeling uncomfortable, to say we feel unloved, to admit that. It feels painful sometimes. So I'm so happy I got a chance to talk about this topic and to realize how important it is and why we may feel out of whack with ourselves, why we may feel unloved in some way, and just highlighting and realizing how important love really is and to express it in the best way and to communicate that love in so many different forms. And honestly, I say we value all of these things. Everybody values all of these love languages. So don't shortchange yourself into focusing only one or just saying, oh, I only have one love language. You don't, okay? We love all of these things. And just to continue to be aware of anything that comes up and to keep working on it and to give yourself that love as well and build that connection with yourself and build that relationship with yourself as well so that you can learn and know the best way to translate that to your relationships externally. This is our last episode on the All Things Love series. I hope you all enjoyed it. I could have gone on for another 10 more episodes, but at this point, we don't have much more time left in this month. So I hope that I was able to cover everything that you were looking for. And we will have more episodes and topics throughout the rest of the year, so no need to worry. Next month for March, 
we are actually going to dive into chakras. Yes, chakras 101. I will be covering what does chakras mean? What are the different chakras? Um, I've heard this before, or chakras are out of alignment. What does that mean? Or how does it work? I will explain everything to you. Don't worry. All month long for March. So I hope you're excited and I can't wait and I will talk to you soon. And also remember to follow and subscribe to Heartblend Podcast. And if you've enjoyed this series, definitely leave a review as well so we can continue to build and grow together. Thank you so much and have a beautiful rest of your day.